Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It's Emmett Fox Friday. Thank you for joining us. I am Jason Napolitano, and on the line, Mr. Chris Sheridan. What's going on, Chris? You're still already. Uh, yeah, it's already Friday already. It's already Friday, isn't it? Seems Again. like it was just last Friday that I'm telling you said that, but you know, time it is, seemed like a week ago. Time is time is flying, and yet it's slow at the same time. It's a very weird, weird uh, sense of time right now for me, and maybe for other people out there too. I don't know. Um, it's like this year has went by somewhat quickly, but at the same time, it's been, you know, kind of ridiculous and weird, obviously. Um, and kind of slow, but yet fast. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at. Just an odd sense of time, I guess, this year. So Definitely odd. Well, it's an odd it's sense an odd, of everything. It's an odd sense of everything, indeed. And this is an odd uh, title for our show or for the uh, for the topic today, which I which I like, it falls into our oddness uh, category. This one is called "Doghouse for Sale." Emmett Fox always had great titles for all of his stuff. They just kind of grab you. You're like, "What? What the hell is this man?" And of course, we'll we'll find out. But uh, uh, of course, we're working on uh, finding you as your inner power uh, from Mr. Emmett Fox, and we're doing so every Friday. And we thank you again for joining us. Uh, we have our show on Sunday as well. Uh, my book is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Chris's is The Spirit in the Sky. You can find out more about us at CosmicEye.org. And if you'd like to make a donation, anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. All right, so let's jump right into Dog House for Sale. And actually, we did not even read through this, so we're going fresh on this one. So I'll, right. I'll start, and then you can, and then we'll just go back and forth. How about that? Sounds um, good. At the paragraph, sorry. So right. uh, the second best prayer ever written in the Scotsman is the Scotsman's Prayer. Lord, give us good conceit of ourselves. I would have tried to do a Scottish accent, but <laughs> you cannot have too much respect for yourself you cannot have too much confidence in yourself you cannot claim too much for yourself but remember that you must realize these things as being the expression of god in you and not independent qualities of your own you must also accept them as being true for every other human being nothing but failure can come of self-depreciation thinking of yourself as a worm and the son of a worm is the quickest way to demonstrate a wormy existence. Crawling about mentally can only be the prelude to crawling about spiritually, morally, and even physically. Affirm your divine selfhood. Look the world in the face and fear nothing. Of course, it is true that stupid people can get the malady called swelled head, and this always ends in a fall. But the realization of one's divine selfhood never gives swelled head it gives wisdom balance poise and steady progress claim your divine glorious selfhood think it talk it live it and it will demonstrate itself in your life come out of the mental doghouse and move into the palace not made with hands the palace of mental poise divine wisdom and true satisfying success fantastic yeah. amen i love that worm and son of a worm Chris, you son of a worm. That's a really, that's a really, that's a bad name to call somebody a son of a worm. I like that. Um, that reminds me, of course, of Reverend Ike, and we talked a little bit about that before we got onto the show, but he, uh, he had a lot of great, um, a lot of great discussions about the worm. And he said, you know, the biggest thing you got to remember about being a worm is that a worm gets stepped on. So don't be a worm. Don't be a worm. 
and I think um, there's a lot of great a lot of great lessons in this. Um, so we'll go through some of these ideas. Um, that worm one stuck out to me first at the beginning. Um, what's some of the stuff that uh, that sticks out in this for you? Well, actually, let's finish with this uh, worm thing. There's a uh, oh, okay. since he put it in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, He's actually quoting, um, and I pulled it up, it's Psalm 22, 6. Okay. But I am a worm and not a man. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. What about, is the son of a worm in there as well, or is that something else? I wonder if that's another translation, maybe, or something. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't get the... I don't um, get that, that line there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm sure there's probably, it's probably pulled. What happens yeah. a lot from maybe several, but maybe one said, oh, mm-hmm. I'm a worm, and someone else said, well, I'm son of a worm, and then they get yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, bridged yeah, exactly. together, yeah, they might be cobbled. That makes but, sense. Yeah, exactly. But either way, I think it's a, it's kind of a, a misappropriated <laughs> or a misused um, part of saying, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, meaning mm-hmm. that I'm in the presence of something greater. Yeah, uh, exactly. But That's it's a exactly short trip to saying, well, I'm not, I'm not worth much. Yeah. Or I'm not, you know what I mean? It's like, I do, yeah. It kind of depends on where you place that power. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are the divine son or daughter of, of you know, the all that is, you can't be a worm. And you can't be, you know, this lowly thing. If you act like that and treat yourself that way, well, then you're really denying, you know, the truth uh, behind your spiritual existence. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into that as we as we go on. But yeah, I was just curious about since Reverend Ike talked about it and it's in here and he's a preacher. Yeah, that there's yeah, a, exactly. you know, a connection there for sure. Um, but we're not worms. You know what I mean? It's no. like um, even worms in the animal kingdom. Of course, all the animals meet each other. You know, the interdependence. Uh, you know, the worm feeds the bird, which you know fertilizes the tree and makes it. You know, it's the whole system. Well, the lowliest among us is actually, you know, as, as an example, speaking of the earthworm. I mean, we we could not survive without the earthworm, in terms of um, it, the, the services that it provides to the soil. Like we are, we are less integral to the health of the planet by far, obviously. In fact, <laughs> yeah. at this point, at this point, we're actually detrimental to the health of the planet, which is not to put us down as a, as, a, as humans, because we're, you know, we have our, our place like everything else does. But you know what I mean? The lowliest thing. So we would think the earthworm is actually um, we're actually quite dependent on the services that they provide. So it's something to think about, you know, then that's the thing where this balance is, you know, I think, and I think that, 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 that idea of like, oh, I'm lowly and I'm not worthy and so on was, it was a, is, is like you said, I mean, it's, it's meant to be respectful of and awe, you know, you're in awe of the divine. And I, and I think that's a good motivation. What, when people take it too far is when they, you know, they self-depreciate, right? And there's a difference between, you know, recognizing the awe of the, of the, the divine and the un, unknowable quality of the divine mystery and recognizing that you're just a very small, you know, kind of part of that thing. And your sort of human importance is, is pretty, you know, pretty small in the whole scheme of things. But, you know, there's a difference between, between, between that and I'm, you know, I'm just worthless 
piece of human garbage. You know what I'm saying? And you're right. There's a very sort of thin line between the two of those. And I think a lot of really, you know, ultra religious individuals may find themselves in that, you know, in that camp where they go too far with that, you know, I'm not worthy thing. And they, you know, think they don't deserve anything, you know, at all in their lives. And, you know, and that those are the kind of people we're speaking to Reverend Ike again, he said, you know, religion will do you in and do you out of your miracles, you, you know, because you believe in these ideas that are, are false. You believe in these ideas that are, that are detrimental to your, to your own well-being. And God didn't intend for us to be, you know, lowly and, you know, crawling around and so on. Obviously there's a, there's a certain special mission for human beings and so on. We don't know exactly what that is at times. Uh, but, you know, if we look within, we can find it. Uh, but the point is, is that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line between those two things. And in this case, he's, he's, he's even making that, you know, he's saying that nothing but failure can come of self-depreciation. But then at the same time, he's saying, you know, people can get swelled heads and this always ends in a, in a, in a fall at pride goeth before the fall. Right. So, you know, but that's, that's that extreme pride, not pride that like, like I have pride in my school and pride in my work. This is like that extreme pride where only, you know, I can only, I'm the best and this is the best or, you know, we're the best and everyone else is shit. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing where it's, it, it becomes, um, it becomes very um, arrogant and hostile well, towards the other. you right. Yeah. Well, cause you're denying it in the other person. Exactly. He said, you know, claim these things, claim the best, claim the best in the universe, because you're part of the best in the universe, but claim them for yourself, not independent or, you know, that's singularly yours, um, because everyone else has those as well. So you're recognizing in everyone, but you're also recognizing in yourself. And I I think, you know, since he points out both sides that, you know, the wrong kind of pride or conceit or you know, self-confidence or something, you know, is wrong. And also the wrong, the wrong part of humility. Oh, yeah. well, I'm just a lowly one. Well, I'm just, well, who am I? I'm just, uh, just a man. Um, you know, both are kind of, it's good to have confidence and it's good to have humility, but he's outlining uh, these extremes and it can be a fine line. Cause once you jump off the cliff, you know, it, it kind of gains momentum. Then you're constantly propping yourself up with prideful, boastful, things just so people don't find out the lie that you're not all that (laughs) and then on the other side i think a lot of times people you know it's very easy to be overwhelmed by the world and uh if you then come across the spiritual notion that you know we are all god's children and we are part of the divine plan we have a divine uh, heritage Uh, it's our being we're our dna Mm. we're part of this uh, you know, godly divine nature, uh, that can be overwhelmed because, oh gosh, well, I'm just, then I'm just a person and, you know, oh, I'm supposed to be a saint now, or I'm supposed to do miracles or I'm supposed to, and, ah, uh, how can I do this? And you can't, you can't do either one on your own. You can't do miracles and live up to your divine nature. If you're thinking, oh, I'm just me. I'm just this little independent, not really worth too much kind of worm. Mm-hmm. And nor can you really access divine power if you're looking at your own human ego as being, ah, I'm confident and look what I have and I have self-respect yeah. and I have dignity yeah. and it's I, 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 
that's that's not going to help either. <laughs> you know, they're both that's missing the mark. You can have humility and you can have strength and self-confidence in a really, really big way, as long as that's aligned with the divine spirit and it's not aligned with this separated mm-hmm. um, just individual. And I mean individual in the, not in the individuation sense, but uh, a separate, separated you know, separated isolated, from the whole, like an yeah, isolated, isolated. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because you're not, you know, mm-hmm. that's a great point. And I think, you know, the real, the real sort of um, trick in a sense to this is that, you know, you claim your, your divinity, but you also claim the divinity of, of the other as well, you know, affirm your divine, your divine selfhood, but then affirm the divine selfhood of all the others. And, you know, the animals, the birds, the trees, the planet itself, you know, all of existence is part of that divine selfhood with a capital S. You know, we begin to think like that. We see how it's all interrelated. We see the interrelated nature of everything and everything on this planet needs everything else. Even though sometimes we think, oh, you know, we can do without this or we'll just wipe this species out with pesticides and yeah you know we don't know that's the thing about it and you know everything's such a delicate balance we have to remember that you know it's all a part of the divine balance it's all part of the divine order um and if you can start claiming that about yourself then you can see that in your neighbors you can see that in your family and and, and so on then that's not going to lead what he calls that swelled head you're not going to find that malady you know of the mm-hmm. swelled head um because you're 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 finding that confidence and that divine selfhood within, but then you're also seeing it around you as well. And so it's not something that you think, oh, I've I've laid my hands on this divine treasure and I'm the holder of this divine treasure and no one else has it. And look at me, aren't I special? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think, you know, sometimes there are some of these, you know, movements and so on, spiritual movements where the leader will sometimes get that feeling that they're this this divine you know sort of creature and then everyone else is a lowly follower and that's where you you know oftentimes those sort of things end up in tragedies those movements you know what i mean so look at that and think about that in your own life like how are we doing that on a smaller scale you know am i am i finding my divine selfhood uh, but am i also recognize it in the other and if I am trying, you know, if I am being humble, am I being too humble? You know what I mean? Am I, am I, am I self-depreciating to the point where I'm not um, using the talents that I was given? I'm not using my voice to be heard. I'm not using my skills in the way that I should. I'm not allowing myself to get the education I want or to start the business or the spiritual movement or the nonprofit or whatever it is that I want to do. You, you know what I mean? Am I, am I holding that divinity within myself back? My hiding my lamp under a bushel, that's another way to look at it, right? Right, so, good point. Right? So I think those are things to think about with this. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, to say, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm God's gift to the world. Um, mm-hmm. That can be true if you if you really express that in the right way and, and recognize mm-hmm. it so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, but what is your gift? What is it that you're giving to the world? And I like that yeah. about, you know, you're not holding your light back. And I yeah. think it's this doghouse because he's actually talking, you know, pointing to it anyway, uh, with the mm-hmm. title of this passage, you know, doghouse for sales, that you're, you're really getting rid of this small self, even yeah. the small self that brags, that's still the small self. Yeah, exactly. Um, that thinks you're all that. <laughs> everything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a fear-based thing because you're afraid of somebody else being better than you. So you have to boast and do all that. And on the flip side, when he's talking about this doghouse and the term doghouse is generally used meaning like you're in trouble or you did something wrong and you screwed up and sure. your wife makes you sleep in the doghouse instead of, you know, in the bedroom. So, um, being, and I know that's a common, uh, you know, origin, but it, uh, but being in the doghouse and but he's saying, you know, he's pointing to the idea that we put ourselves there. Yeah. You know, that we, um, think of ourselves as being, well, we don't belong in the main house or we don't, you know, we're just, we're not even human. Here's a worm. Here's a dog. I mean, as much as, you know, important as worms are, and then dogs are yeah, certainly but, friendly creatures, but they're not human exactly. beings uh, on the scale of no, things. No, they all have their own, their own divine purpose, but we also have ours, right? So. We do. And if we yeah. consider ourselves to be, or we might use that, use, well, mm-hmm. I'm just a, just a worm. Well, I'm just in the doghouse or, well, you know, what, am, what can I do? just one yeah. person and I haven't yeah. really demonstrated much of a success in my life. So how can I help others? Uh, sure. you're, you're really backing out of your responsibility. It's actually kind of an excuse um, because if yeah. you are part of this divine plan and have this divine nature in you, then you're destined to do more. And that can be scary uh, or it can feel overwhelming mm-hmm. um, or confusing, or maybe feel safe in the doghouse, but uh, but this is getting out of that. And I like how he says, you know, come out of the mental doghouse and move into the palace not made with hands. Yeah. So, he, you know, really is under, obviously it's a metaphor anyway, um, but even within the metaphor, uh, it's not a house. It's not a human house. It's, um, it's even better than that. It's a yeah. palace uh, of mental yeah, exactly. poise, divine wisdom, and true satisfying success. Uh, because I know people who have become successful in sort of one aspect, of, but they never really became truly successful until they were really able to share that success or share how they, a lot of times because they, they lost it and then they were kind of able to get it back, but then they mm-hmm. got this perspective on it. And it was that true satisfying success. The unsatisfying success is when you're chasing money and you have a house and you buy two more. Um, and then when you get a yacht, but you have to get a bigger yacht because that one's too small. Um, that's the unsat. That's a lot of success, uh, but it's it's got to be unsatisfying, or you wouldn't still be chasing it with more materialism or consumerism or or things like that. So it is a spiritual um, success, but it's it also means success in every other way. And yeah, exactly. Live on Earth with other Earthlings, and if part of being success, divine, <laughs> satisfying success. Uh, is to help out others, then that's, you know, that's going to be part of your plan. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think you're, you know, you made a good point about that. I want to go back to that house without um, the house uh, palace, not made with hands. So I was trying to think where that came from. I looked it up. It was from second Corinthians five, one. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle will were dissolved, we have a building of God and house, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So it's really about, you know, building something spiritual, building something eternal within yourself and within, you know, the mystical and, you know, heavenly world um, through through these, you know, these divine actions that you're taking through this um, claiming of the divine glorious selfhood, as he says. You know, you're creating something of permanence and eternal value. Um, you know, and, and I think uh, it's like, 
yes, we live on this in, on this earth, and we've got our physical needs, and we want to you know be successful as we can in terms of our you know material existence and stuff within within bounds, and obviously without harming others, um, and in balance with everything. But then at the same time, you know, and this whole thing is about balance for me when I see this, you know. Um, you know, at the same time, we're building this palace not made with hands, you know, which means we're creating something eternal in the heavens, eternal within ourselves. You know, you might look at it in alchemy as like the philosopher's stone or something like that. You know what I mean? I do. Well, Freemasonry this... uh, uses um, architecture and building yeah. construction as a metaphor for uh, building your body, building your life, building your family, building your community, that it has a foundation, mm -hmm. it has a cornerstone, it, you know, it's a great uh, metaphorical system of symbols, um, you know, or the three little pigs, you know, uh, there's, mm -hmm. it's an internal house, your internal structure. Exactly. That's uh, not going to be blown down by a big bad wolf or the next rain that falls or, you know, something else that, uh, uh, you know, a mental thing gets in the way or our own selves, you know, kind of protected against our own failings or, you know, propensity for that as if we really get square with who we are. And if we are part of this divine nature, then we have this divine help. And if we have great qualities, it's because we're shining a light that's maybe not ours, but it's ours to use and it's ours to shine um, so that others can see the way as others have done, you know, with us. You know, think of shining examples of, of people um, in the public eye or maybe just somebody you know or somebody in your family who who has that. Um, yeah. Wow, look at them. They're a genius. Or they're, wow, this really uh, wonderful person. Or the Dalai Lama, you know, he's so peaceful and loving and all this stuff. And, and I think he would probably also agree, the Dalai Lama himself, um, that... Uh, that he's, it's not him. It's not, you know, his holiness, you know, this individual being. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's the Dalai Lama as being part of the great being mm -hmm. uh, and his expression of that. Um, he's reflecting and projecting and radiating. Sure. This yeah. that came from the Buddha, Buddha nature, maybe they'd, they'd call it or something like yes, that, right? Yes, sure. Yeah, exactly. So that's a great point. Thank you. So come out of the mental doghouse and move into the palace not made with hands. That's the key to this, isn't it? Um, you have anything else to, to finish up with? I think we're about at the end of this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, went, uh, went fast. Just one like, by, the, by, uh, just like this week. I guess this, like uh, this Fox Friday half hour like... went by <laughs> swiftly as well. I'm telling you. Um, so, and when we say please. selfhood, um, divine selfhood, uh, because... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're listening to audio, um, it is capitalized in this yeah. uh, text all the time, this self with a capital S or the larger self, not the self you think when you're thinking, oh, selfish, that's the small S. Uh, I know it's kind of confusing or it's kind of, yeah, you know, it's a good point, but you have to distinguish either in the text or you have to say, you know, capital S self or the divine self. Um, because yeah, they have, they have a different meaning, don't they? Absolutely. That's a good point. And I think, um, again, you know, he's, he's, he's striking the balance, I think, between the self with the small S and the self with the big S. And, you know, we find ourselves in the unique position of, you know, being sort of poised between heaven and earth as a human being, you know, with the consciousness that we have. So, and we can you know, ask we, ourselves, you know, I guess this will be the final word for me, but, yep. you know, is this divine? Is this a reflection 
or an expression of divine divine selfhood? Am I utilizing and using mm. my divine? You, that can be the litmus or the, the question you can ask yourself. Oh no, that was just me being fearful and and having an ego saying, "Oh, I'm better than you. I can play guitar player faster than you," or you yeah. know, well, I can beat you up, or you know, some kind of a, a thing like that. It's like, no, that's petty. Uh, that's not the divine <laughs> selfhood. Um, you know, and then the more you ask yourself that, the more in tune you get with that. And then that can be the, you know, you can recognize that source. Or when you, like I said, when you see it in another person, this person is like Elon Musk, he's somebody I like, and he's, you know, kind of a genius and he's done things that, you know, private space company, electric car, changed the whole paradigm with that. Things a lot of people in history even said that you can't do. He made sure he was able to do. Um, you know, it, as much as I can admire the person or Steve Jobs or anybody like that who's been uh, mm -hmm. uh, an inspiration or the Dalai Lama <laughs> as well, throw him in there um, to say, wow, that, that person's amazing. What is it like to be? It's like, oh, wait a minute. They're, they're a divine child. Uh, they have divine selfhood. I have divine selfhood. Okay, so I have that. I have some degree of that or some, I have my version of that or my... Um, expression of it. it may come out in a different way uh, but it's still the same source where we both you know or all of us you know, kind of drink from the same well mm. um, so then you're not even seeing it in another person as being oh well that person is just brilliant and that person's a moron it's like well no they all have that divine nature um, yeah. and, and one seems to be utilizing it uh, you know, more so than, than another one. More and then, effectively, sure. So you don't have to be this person or that person. Be you. But be you that is the divine selfhood you. And you are emanating. And you're letting flow through you. From the source, out through your hands and feet and words and um, things you do in the world uh, through expression. There you go. Very good. I love it. Thank you for, for that last uh, that last bit. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, on the Emmett Fox Radio Show. We appreciate it. Join us also on Sunday for our longer shows that we do. Um, and if you can, I uh, really appreciate it if you could support us at anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. Uh, check out my book, the, uh, If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate, and Chris's book, The Spirit in the Sky. Both of those are available on Amazon. Uh, and you can get more information about us at CosmicEye.org. And if you have any topics or anything you'd like to hear about or things you want to have hear us discuss or questions or what have you, please hit us up at info at org, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, have a great uh, couple of days before our next show. And uh, goodbye and God bless. <laughs>